0: Hello and welcome to Roll No Evil. My name is Ray and I'm your host, your ghost host, acting as the keeper for this Monster of the Week adventure. This podcast is based around the apocalypse-based system Monsters of the Week. This system differs from Dungeons and Dragons and other TTRPGs as it relies on simplicity and player roleplay far more heavily than mechanics. Players have a set of 5 attributes: Cool, Sharp, Tough, charm, and weird that drive forth their moves that are then rolled for on 2d6. There is no focus on distance or balancing or anything like that. The main thing to watch out for is just a player's life as they are only given 7 health dubbed harm. They must then try and keep alive whilst uncovering an overall mystery relying on discovery and logic while a countdown happens in the background on the keeper's end. Now, at the time of this campaign's recording, we were playing off of the base edition of Monsters of the Week. Since then, there have been additions, changes, and updates that you who have picked up on the system recently may not be familiar with and or raise a brow to. Know that in future games, we will be playing with these changes. For now, we are operating within the version of Monster of the Week as was published at the time of us playing. As well, certain liberties were taken by myself and the other players as the manuals we had were a bit vague, which were then elaborated in these newer versions, such as the hold point system and magic. For those, we are skipping the requirements and additions as such and instead relying on communication between the player and the keeper. So as an example, if a move says that a player can ask certain questions from a list, we're allowing the player to ask any question to me, the keeper, and I will answer. We wanted freedom to play and have more fun without constrictions that were confusing at the time. With all that being said, we're all big fans of this system and have had and are continuing to have a lot of fun playing, and we hope you all enjoy listening to it as well. If you like all the creepiness, oddies, and terrible jokes we have here, make sure to share this podcast with your friends and share online with the hashtag RollNoEvil. The day almost seems to rival what will be happening at the Peregrine Estate. It is late in the day, just after lunch, just as the sisters had told their guests to arrive. The sky is a swirling watercolor of spring season, robin egg blues, warm umbers. The air in the windows is cool, but brings with it a gentle sort of warmth, a promise for summer's soon arrival, pleasant, easy, so a juxtaposition of the estate it surrounds, for the grounds, though well maintained for being in the most secluded area of upstate New York, are not the same as the others you saw in your drive up. This place, it was one where the mortal plane was torn away by the hands of the woman inside. A car rolls up, A well polished, using that turtle wax that just hit the scene in 1904, stops. An elegant lady gingerly steps out of the scene. M, would you like to describe your character?
1: So Felicity Anderson is, she's a young lady. She's about 18 years old. Um, you know, pretty well-kept, you know, wavy blonde hair. Got a big absurd hat. You know, you know, the big ruffles um, and all that. There's probably like a little cannon on the hat. Definitely a little cannon. Um, you know, empire waist high lace collars, a small clutch, and a parasol. Ah, well, um, this place looks
0: charming, should I say. And In the inside, the driver kind of like looks up a little bit. I assume he is wearing one of those old-timey driving glasses, the goggles, and he like puts it down to get a better look and then puts it back on and just very casually says, If you need me, ma'am, just ring.
1: Of course, Alfie. (sighs) Come along, Mildred.
0: (laughs) Out from uh, the side, you see. Would you like to describe Mildred? Mildred is Felicity's um,
1: chaperone. And if you can imagine the most, like sour, middle-aged woman you could possibly imagine. Um, If Karens existed in 1904, her name would be Mildred. Um, She's, her everything, every inch of her skin is covered. She has a perpetual scowl and she seems to be turning her nose up at the universe.
0: She kinda like almost sniffs the air as she gets out nose pointed upwards of just are you sure miss that we're in the right spot
1: oh millie you don't understand what it means to be young and to have fun now don't you come along i'm sure we can give find you a nice cobwebbed corner to set up in
0: she kind of follows along as you go to the front the entire time just muttering under her breath just fun this is fun tetanus is fun go up to the door, and before you can even approach it to knock or anything such as that, it swings open, the hinges creaking as it does, and the bright face of a girl around your age greets you. Standing in the doorway is, like I said, a woman around your age. She is wearing almost more old school clothing things that probably her mother would have worn at her age. Very high collar with lace around the sides made of warm Brown and faint dusty pink lines and almost like a pinch right from the shirt to the long skirt. Her hair pulled up in a more fashionable area of, you know, something resembling like a Gibson girl, uh, Wait, one second. We'll cut this part out.
2: Editor, keep it in. (laughs) Shut up. (laughs) Keep it in,
1: cowards.
0: (laughs) Greeting you in the doorway is the youngest sister by a year. One of the infamous peregrine sisters, Flora. She is more youthful than her sister. Much more social, being the one that you've read about in the papers, giving statements and telling people to come so they can commune with the dead together. She is grinning widely as you are there, almost bouncing on the heels of her feet. She goes, Oh, oh my, you must be Miss Felicity. "Hmm, quite. You have uh, quite a gigamug
1: there, don't you, Miss uh,
0: Flora, is it? Yes, it is gigamug. I, there's just such colorful language nowadays. Oh, I'm learning so much. I've already learned so much from my guests inside. Mm. And as she does, she kind of gestures her hand inside, or blushing just a bit. It's like, oh, where are my manners? Please do come in. Please do come in. Please bring your. She like looks over at the Mildred over your shoulder. Grandmothers closest. Okay, okay. I do come inside. Do come in. Come along, Millie. As you walk inside, you see a manor. Truly is the best way to describe it. It is rich woods, colorful rugs, candelabras. It is one that was definitely made for the rich first coming to America. However, bits have slowly started to show their age. The wood is not rotted but it has started to fade from use in certain spots the rug has gathered bits of dust the portraits which you can clearly tell which ones were the originals as they were neatly placed along more portraits sporadically put around them one showing the sisters when they were young when they were older ones of their parents and more and more some showing just shapes and darkness Others, figures, like wisps of smoke. Flora leads you over to the side parlor where we see a gaggle of other guests. Please do take a seat. My sister and I are finishing preparing. Our other guests are here. Please, please do conversate. We'll be together for quite a while.
1: While Felicity is, like, walking in, definitely at one point she, like, runs her finger, like, her gloved finger across the sideboard, like, sees some dust and just kind of go, like, sort of brushes it off, maybe on Mildred's sleeve, I think.
0: Um, We can say that, like, it's just right on
1: the chest. (laughs) And just, uh, just kind of goes, hmm, charmed. And then goes and finds sort of a, a seat that's not in the quite in the center of things, but also not quite in a corner, sort of you know, near other people where she can hear things. Um, yeah,
0: in your spot, in a seat that we'll say is in the center of the room is a little table for putting one's tea or a parasol down on. Uh, it is close enough where you're able to pick up on some of the conversations from others in the crowd. The loudest of you here is a particular man who looks quite disgruntled to be there, but for those listening, we have a chat, and I just read Based Parasol Table. An editor, keep that in.
2: (laughs) 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 it could be for tea it could be for parasols who's to tell
0: (laughs) i don't ask the peregrine sisters what they do in their parlor it's crude 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 yeah i say with the (laughs) flip but transitioning nicely from that we see a disgruntled (laughs) man he's looking at his his pocket watch he looks very annoyed to be waiting travis would you like to describe your character
2: Yes. So my character is Edward Ravenway, uh, otherwise known as Eddie to those who he's more familiar with and the fans of his radio show. He uh, likes to have very expensive pocket watches, rings and other accoutrements, uh, but can't really afford a nice suit. So it's a little bit disheveled, a little bit ill-fitting, definitely a rental. Um, Very prominent updo type of hair uh, that is shining with the glistening of a Dapper Dan type of snake oil that I use for hair gel. uh, Because this is the early aught hundreds. (laughs) (laughs)
0: 1904.
2: 1904.
0: (laughs) In New York City.
2: In New York City. (laughs) Uh,
0: You see... And he's, he's looking at his watch quite a bit. You can see on the back that it's a commemorative watch, one from his time hosting. If you were to ask him, being the true star of his radio show,
2: <sighs> you would think that anybody would be poked up at the idea of not being able to provide at least a decent entrance.
0: Right next to him, we can see uh, a more gruff looking man, just trying not to look, but there's, you know, he's, he's still, like, looking at it like he's just a creature from the woods. Uh, Drew, would you like to describe your character?
3: Oh, sure. So Sitting there, uh, see an older man, salt and pepper hair, salt and pepper beard, kind of tannish, tanned skin, piercing blue eyes. He's got on a white button up under a black vest and jacket. His Sunday best, but a little dirty. And kind of on his knee, he's got a well-worn cowboy hat. He's just very out of place among the elite here in New York City.
0: You gotta say it like Liza. New York City. New York City. There we go. Yes, so the two of you are near one another. Are you engaging with Ed, or you're like, dear fucking god, no.
3: He's dear fucking god, no. Just... (laughs) Watching him, watching everyone who comes in, very much fish out of water. Ken!
0: Oh my god. As you look around, uh, Felicity, there is a face that you do tend to recognize. The one that is trying to scooch as far as she can on the opposite couch where two other men sit. Do, would you like to describe your character?
4: Yeah. So Norma is, as you said, trying to scooch away from them as far as she can on the couch. She's wearing her black mourning dress with her straw-colored hair all done, trying as nice as she could, but there's still a few couple strands that are falling out
0: here and there. It's a face that you, you do recognize, Felicity. One from gossip you have heard.
1: Ah, Miss, uh, Miss, Miss Rosdale, is it? Um, it is so fascinating to see you out and about today. How are you dealing, my dear? Um, it's, it's been, it's been rough. Um, it's the,
4: yeah, I haven't (laughs) been out in in a while. Yeah, it's been tough.
1: Out so soon? Fascinating, and then she just sips her tea. That's it.
0: <laughs> the tea that she somehow got. <laughs> there was a tea from table. The I mean, stole someone else's tea, and I picked up the tea.
2: <laughs> you got the tea from the parasol <laughs> from table, the parasol as one does.
0: God, I hate it because I just know that if I say yes, you motherfuckers are going to keep going with this and making the table of infamous items. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god! I was explaining today where there's you like, said oh. tea. I have to I have to pinpoint every you said tea that you could use for tea
1: or lay a parasol. <laughs> you said tea and parasol in the same sentence, and then I just I just went with it.
2: <laughs> just manifested. It's there. <laughs> tea, parasol, ropes, bombs.
0: <laughs> it's basically a writing. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, overhearing this talk are the two other gentlemen sitting on the couch, sofa, whatever rich people call it. It's a chaise. Chaise. Chaise lounge. <laughs> chaise. Maybe you overhear. Maybe you're not. Maybe you're letting it sink in. Uh, Fern, would you like to describe your character?
5: Yes, Atticus. He's in his mid twenties, wearing. A very fashionable three-piece black suit, about 5'8", got a small top hat on, a bow tie, and a cane, and a well-groomed mustache, again, very fashionable, in the times. I'm
0: talking like a uh, like-
5: Oh yeah, with the twirl and everything. Okay, yeah. good,
0: okay. It's allowed. If not, I would've found a way to make you shave. <laughs> <laughs> you over here, the rather awkward- back and forth between Felicity
5: and Norma. Atticus will walk up and introduce himself as a gentleman. You're
0: next to her on the couch.
5: Oh, next to her on the couch, sorry. Yes. So Atticus will introduce himself. Hello! The name's Atticus. (laughs) And you are?
1: (laughs) Should I know who you are?
5: Oh, no, 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 no. But I am uh, connected to some of the- to some of the more well-known folks, are you familiar with the, uh, 300 Club? Or the 400? Sorry.
1: Ah, uh, yes. That? Oh, our, uh, family left that. Hmm, what, two years ago? Too old school for us.
5: Ah, yes. One of the, you must be from new money, as they say.
0: Quite alongside, on the opposite side of Atticus, kind of just watching. Like, I'm talking like head down, like peering in through like a doorway. Flower, who are you? Uh,
6: Albrecht Elsinger He is a uh, thin waifish man of insignificant height. Uh, Glances about the room. He's swimming in this uh, uh, oversized fabric of an old overcoat. Yeah, He's just kind of looking around, kind of wispy hair. Just observing listening.
0: I must preface also for those who cannot see is he is wearing an actual cape while discussing his character wearing a cape. And this is not his only cape.
1: He's T-posing in a cape. That's yes. the most important thing. Yes.
2: This, this is important. Show off the folds.
0: Don't ever say that again. <laughs> Don't ever Get out. say that.
2: This is a family show.
0: <laughs> is it? Is, is it? it?
2: If this is a family show, I think I signed up for the wrong thing. It's not for all families, but like <laughs> you could watch it. With this is for family. families
0: and
1: very thirt. progressive families. Yes, <laughs>
3: progressive broken families. This
1: That's is broken. a fold free zone. Thank you very much. Yes, yeah. I'm gonna get a sticker that says that
0: fold free zone. <laughs> Our first merch. Yes. A first. You know merch. what? Drop a like in the chat that we don't have because this is a podcast. <laughs> For
2: old free zone, we can put it in the Spotify description.
0: The you can hear bits of clamoring from the sisters outside uh, the the parlor door. Looking through the doorway, you can even see the closed oak wood door just kind of gently move as they fiddle around. You are the seance group. You are those who have come here for a specific purpose. The Peregrine Sisters are not common magicians or fortune tellers, they are renowned. They've been in papers and that's expensive nowadays. So all of you have prepared, you're ready for this. You're almost eager as both sisters, Flora and Fauna, come out and greet you from the doorway. Hello, Fauna says. She's much more prim and neat than her sister. Her clothing almost five years prior to the already dated wardrobe of Flora. If I mix up the names, I watched Adam's family and there were two characters like Flora and Fauna and I loved it, but I did not realize how difficult it was to keep them separated.
2: Jen just say the word flora space fauna and we'll just edit it all in post
1: yeah
5: flora
2: fix it in post
1: (laughs) or fauna is it it bad that I wasn't thinking Adam's family I was thinking specifically the witches or no the, the fairy god the fairy godmothers from sleeping beauty
0: that was probably way better.
4: I, I was thinking of the deer from Animal Crossing.
1: <laughs> I was thinking
2: of flowers.
3: <laughs> I was too.
2: <laughs> yeah, I was thinking of flowers. I was thinking of plants.
0: That just really shows who we are as people.
2: <laughs> plants witches.
1: Also, weren't Flor and Fauna in the Addams Family conjoined twins? Yes, they're not conjoined. I just like the names. But they both had, a, and they both had a thing with. Um... They both canonically
0: fucked Gomez. Was it Gomez or Uncle Fester? Gomez stole them and Gomez canonically fucked them. I don't know the logistics, but I really do want to know. You know what? Good for them.
5: (laughs) The director's cut.
0: Warner Brothers has stopped responding to my emails.
5: (laughs) Suck your your weird fanfic.
0: Release
4: the tape. (laughs) (laughs) The Gomez.
5: (laughs) Uh,
0: Flora is much more put together than her sister. She's a bit more regal in how she stands, her hands neatly folded against her stomach. She looks upon all of you very slowly. I am sorry for you needing to be here to get the word back to those you have lost. She says very softly, but a bit sternly. Are there any questions before we begin? She looks out to all of you. Can we have a
1: drink first? Something a little uh stronger than tea? I wouldn't mind smothering a parrot right about now.
2: Can't have any good natty knocking without a little bit of the powdering of the hair. Hell, I'm already half rats already. <laughs> <laughs> shout out, shout out to yourdictionary.com for the list of Victorian slang. It's just a random editor's (laughs) note. It's just like... A (laughs) translation. It's a series of unfortunate events. narking. If you enjoy having a (laughs) good time, then narking (laughs) is something you'd enjoy. This phrase refers to Mm -hmm. having fabulous fun. (laughs) Powdering hair. When Victorian gentlemen headed to the tavern to partake excessively of the drink, they'd say that they're powdering hair instead of the straight, more straightforward, getting drunk. Thank you.
0: This is all I need. Um, Can you
1: please use that in a sentence? (laughs) It <laughs> just has to do a spelling bee. Na-
3: Nation of
5: origin. I am an alcoholic, and I would like to powder my hair. I didn't come home last night because I was busy powdering
2: my hair with the boys. <laughs> that sounds so much worse for some reason. <laughs>
3: <laughs> some, something about powdering hair with the boys. I wonder why that saying went out of style.
0: My god. So, going back, you said that you wanted a drink. All this we were cutting out, so it's fine.
1: How dare. Keep it in.
0: Anna... <laughs> You know, she stands up a bit straighter, you know, it looks like she is debating it in her mind. And you see Flora like gingerly put a hand on her arm. just like, sister, dear, just a little one. Father just kind of rolls her shoulders back a bit. like, Very well, sister. We will prepare Absinthe just a tad before we begin to loosen the nerves. Both disappear once more out of there. A bit of clinking and clanking from the kitchen nearby, leaving you all alone once more. As you do, Ed, Eddie, you can see for the first time, looking up from your watch, as things are beginning to happen. You, you see someone that you you also do recognize. Is
2: this is the one I'm thinking of. <laughs> the robbers. Ah, yes. Well, they'll just let about anybody into these parties these days, including this wonderful little gal sneaker with the gas pipes and the rain napper on. I have no idea how he even managed to get in in this type of dress code. Talking to you, magician boy.
0: <laughs> You're pointing <body> oh. directly <laughs> at Albert.
6: <laughs> uh, uh, Stunned. Uh, as you should be. Offended. Hurt. <laughs> as it was intended. Um, all right. He, he looks up. Kind of stutters for a moment. Poses himself.
2: (laughs) (laughs) I was threw off guard by that. I told y'all, y'all are not ready for this character. (laughs) I was not ready for that. I didn't think you were talking about
1: me.
0: You're the only motherfucker wearing a cape.
2: An overcoat. To be fair, Rainnapper is like way down the list.
1: (laughs) (laughs) And doesn't gas pipes mean very tight pants? So I love the idea of like full cape and just like skinny, hot topic skinny. (laughs)
2: Hang on, hang on. Adding to note. You never specified jeans. the tightness of the pants. I just assumed it was like the most like form-fitting suit. Yeah, I thought it was like fashion.
1: Skinny jeans. All right,
2: uh, character edit. Oversized coat, tight pants. Got it. This is 1904. <laughs> you don't have, it's bell bottoms or nothing.
1: Hot topic, skinny jeans.
0: With the fake zippers. I want those
2: Jinko jeans.
0: Ye old skinny jeans.
2: <laughs> Ye old Jeggings. Okay. <laughs> As was the fashion of the time. <laughs> As was the fashion of the time. <laughs> In New York City. New
0: York City.
2: Aubrey starts to speak.
6: Uh, he says, uh, I see you. And then he pauses, adjusts himself, and, and he notices a slight change to his accent. You seem to have a problem with me. I figured that was explicitly said. Yeah, It was. <laughs>
2: Got him. (laughs) And and
6: what is this problem
2: you have with me? Well, don't go selling me a dog and pretend you don't know. Selling you a dog? Theater, magicianry, all of this devil magic is just the complete opposite of everything that I do in my completely... Devil magic, you know what we're here for. I'm here to talk to one dearly beloved. Whoever that may be to you is completely beyond my understanding.
6: I'm sure my definition differs from yours. (laughs)
2: I'm sorry, this is so hard to keep up.
0: (laughs) It's so funny. As as you two go back and forth, you kind of see Norma's head just kind of like go from like ping pong one side to the other. Just like, oh. And Felicity just kind of like leaning against the wall. Just like, (laughs) just, just like leaning against the wall right next to the doorway, just waiting for the absinthe. Still waiting. I have uh, neither
1: the uh, the time, the patience, or the energy for this uh, low-class nonsense.
0: Class oh. nonsense. Well, as she kind of flips her hair and things of like that, there is another there's another in the room that kind of scoffs a little bit at the uppity tone in her voice.
3: Uh, Alexander will uh, kind of scoff He's kind of over everything. He's He's gonna step in between the two arguing gentlemen. Enough of this bobbery, all right? He's gonna pull out a flask from his coat. Like now, why don't we just have a drink, all right?
1: Felicity silently holds out her teacup. <laughs> <laughs> He's
3: gonna offer it to Albrecht. <gasps>
6: ah! uh, uh, Albrecht will take it, um, but then comment. I thought they were bringing out absinthe. And then, Bella.
4: Just it's just, we'll
6: it's
4: just quite whiskey. A... <laughs>
6: quite a bit of it.
3: <laughs> just whiskey.
4: Quite a sip.
6: Oof. He, he doesn't take to that too well. So after he 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 takes a bit more than he should, he he comes down coughing.
3: <laughs> what is this? Just just some good whiskey.
2: Eddie just finds this absolutely <laughs> hilarious to see this man in pain and lets out the the most radio host of. ha <laughs> Seems like someone's sauce box ain't ready for the good stuff.
3: I don't know what you're saying. Alexander will take the flask and hand it to Eddie.
2: Oh, I thank you, my dear man. I take a big old swig of the thing, reasonably swallowing at least three times, not knowing how much is left inside the flask.
3: It is. It is not the good stuff.
2: I like grimace (laughs) as I like slowly put it down and finish that last little gulp and say. (laughs) <laughs> ah, brilliant, my good fellow, and I hand him back the flask.
3: <laughs> he'll take it, and then finally he'll go to Felicity.
1: <laughs> yeah, Felicity, the entire time holding her teacup out just expectantly, <laughs> 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 and then just <laughs> and just fucking downs like like pour some into the mug, and then like downs the tea. That's it.
3: Now, now, am I right in assuming you're? uh Felicity Anderson
1: Miss Felicity Anderson, yes, and um, remind me your name uh, sir
3: Alexander, uh Alex, please, I took your family across the trail years back,
1: oh, you. D- did did you now? <laughs> so you would know um the uh the m- my parents, Mister and Miss Anderson, back when they came over. Well, sir, they uh always spoke highly of their journey. So it is uh charming to meet you.
3: They were they were mighty fine people.
1: Well, I'm glad you think so. Sure, they'd
3: have a lot to say with how you're acting in public right now, though. Quite. Now, we're all here for a reason, so let's just keep the personal squabbles to a minimum.
2: One never aims to be a foozler in these types of events.
0: This is the drama I love.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: yes, Drew, yes. Now, how about that absence? <laughs> I would love to smother a parrot right about now. Just on cue, the sisters come in, a ornate silver tray filled with Crystal glasses, just a little bit of greenish absinthe. Fauna brings it over herself, telling each one, please do pace yourself. Just something to settle the nerves. And gives one to each one of you. First, giving hers to Felicity, who's, I would imagine, just like fingers ready. She's like, give me, give me, give me, give me.
1: Here's the question. Did they already do the like the water and the sugar, right? Because like a full absinthe, right, because they have there's the thing and then you Yeah, it's like the whole but They just brought the okay, glass. So they already did the they already did the thing.
0: They already yeah. did it. Proper Yeah, they're being good hosts. Very proper I mean, it's the Peregrine sisters, they're anything but improper. Weird needs to clean their house, but not improper. It first gives the glass to Felicity. Gives the other to Atticus, then to Albert, Alexander, Ed, and then the last one to Norma. Which, as she hands that one over to Norma very silently, she whispers, Will you be able to handle the liquor? I sure hope so. We don't want any incidents. Well, under the influence, we will say. Well, no, no incidents planned here. Very well, and gingerly hands you the last of the glasses before sending back next side flora.
2: Eddie swirls it like a glass of red wine, not entirely knowing how <laughs> to drink absinthe, and takes a takes a brief sip. Ah, uh, enjoys the 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 sugar the tones and and whatnot of this hopefully psychedelic delicacy, and uh, announces to the group, Ah, yes, quite a fine vintage goes down like a strumpet, but shoots like a revolver S.
0: You see Fauna just kind of like holds her chest, just, I don't know what that means, but I made it myself. She's just kind of like, all, she's all grit, but like, you can see every tooth.
1: A, g- a giggle mug. According to, what is it, a giggle mug, a habitually smiling face.
0: Yes, she is a full giggle mug, which kind of sounds like an insult to be perfectly honest. No, no, say it. Don't be a bitch and put it in chat. Say it, coward. Say the line. Well,
2: since nobody knew what uh goes down like a strumpet, shoots like a revolver s, it quite literally means goes down like a prostitute and shoots like a cowboy.
1: See, I heard strumpet and thought like a crumpet, and so I thought you were talking about like goes down like, you know, the starchy like English muffin type thing, and I was like, boom, right over my head.
0: The sisters they nicely just wait for you all to finish sipping your drinks. Flora being very excited as you do, wanted the prospect of you drinking her absent that she made herself. But also at the room being filled. You could see her like looking around excitedly, making eye contact with Atticus, uh, and immediately just wringing her hands a bit nervously. Which- it's so wonderful to have a full-room seance. It, it's been quite a while since we were able to. We've been traveling so much for private sessions. It's, it's wonderful.
5: Ah, yes. Well, I'm glad to hear it. Anyway, about this seance. Yes. There won't be any, like, unfortunate byproducts that come out of this um, ritual, are there?
0: Oh, I, I believe I know what you are referring to, Mr. Mars my sister and i have made sure to take all the precautions so we don't run into any uninvited guests we shall say
5: ah good 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 cuz yes i mean i am prepared if that does happen you know you can always come we to... are
0: very aware
5: good I, I, as as you should be you know my reputation it seems has preceded me here
6: it
0: has yes and a few of your fellow club members we shall say Uh, have also reached out to us just to make sure everything goes as well, but considering the history that you and he share, I very much do not believe that'll be an issue. If it's just you, calling into the ether is not so much as a direct line, it's more so sharing a letter with others. So I I am sure that we will be fine this evening.
5: Ah, perfect. Well, if that's the case, I'll Get on to powdering my hair with the guests here.
0: such colorful (laughs) language. She, like, kind of, like, flaps her hand. She's just delighted. (laughs) Like, to be, to put it based, Flora's just happy to be there. Fada is a lot less as she kind of waits for
1: you all to finish. How, How old are these sisters? Are they, like, 18, 19, 20?
0: Flora would be about 18 or so, maybe 19. And then... Fauna would be around 22, 23. They're young women. Thank you. Once the drinks are finished, Flora brings the tray back around to place your empty glasses as Fauna kind of squares her shoulders once more, hands neatly against her chest.
3: Alex puts his cup down and it's full. Not a single single sip.
4: sip. I would say the same for Norma. She's she's scared. Felicity takes one of them.
1: I don't know which one. And Eddie takes the other.
0: <laughs> Flora just kind of like leans to the tray. She knows what's up. She like kind of like gently brings it, but not to cause a scene, not to
1: cause any. Alcohol. Oh, well, actually, before Felicity takes this, uh, the second one, she turns to Mildred, who I'm guessing is just like scowling in the corner. Uh, Millie, dear, you sure you
0: don't want a little knit? I don't believe. I would like to partake. I would personally like to hurry this up. And you can see she's got this scowl and Flora just kind of like, like kind of like grimaces and leans back, but not at her. She like immediately whips her eyes to Fauna, who doesn't even crack as she goes back saying, I didn't understand that communing with the dead would be on your schedule, man. If that's the case, I will make sure to tell those that are dead to hurry up and you can see Mildred just kind of like ugh. felicity
1: head. like kind of almost laughs but like kind of does so in her drink <laughs> and i feel like catches flora's eye at this and like winks
0: Flora just gives a slight little nod she doesn't wink but just a mm-hmm. once the glasses are finished the sisters move out of the room silently gesturing to follow They flank each side of the doorway of the seance room, a room that has been transformed into a place of communication beyond the realm. Both grasp one of the handles and push the large door open. The room is fitting for the activities done there. Antique, dimly lit. The wallpaper is a mustard yellow color with intricate painted designs of flowers blooming heavy bruised violet curtains cover the windows on one of the walls blocking out any sunlight and creating a cocoon of darkness only lit away by the smattering of lit wax candles scattered in troves across the furniture there were some on the side table by the door in bronze candle holders there were some in tall candelabras along each of the four corners There were many just loose, letting their wax drip down onto deep oak surfaces of desk tables, an old credenza inside the empty spaces of a bookcase between its contents of odd jars of floating dark liquids inside, small trinkets like crystals and bells, and a flat shape covered in red velvet cloth. The only place clean from them was the circular oak wood table in the very center of the room. It was undecorated, apart from a small decorative box in dark black wood sitting in the center, barely even polished, but somehow it was the loudest thing in the room. Please, take a seat, Bonna says, gesturing towards the seats that circle the center table. The sisters join you all in the room once you have taken a seat. Though the table has no end, you know that they take their spot at the head of it. They do not sit. Flora turns and walks over to the bookcase, while Fana gently picks up the box and moves it closer to her, holding it gingerly as if it was the most fragile piece of porcelain. She looks over at every one of you. They gently say, I believe that each one of you has brought a trinket for those who you wish to speak to once more. Please." Place them on the table. Each one of you do. Starting from one end. I'll go down the list. Starting from one end, Atticus. Do we get to choose who we're sitting next to? I will start with Atticus, and whoever wants to sit next to him can go on from there. Great, okay, just want to check. Thank you.
2: So we've we've gathered, but we haven't sat down quite yet.
0: You've gathered, yes. But we'll say that Atticus is on one side next to uh, one of them. So everybody following via their right. So, Atticus, your trinket.
5: Yes, Atticus will pull out a list of names, all signed from very prominent figures of New York society.
0: To his right sits...
4: Normal, out of her purse, she'll take out, covered in a cloth, and she'll just slide out of the cloth into the box, a silver locket.
0: To her right sits... Uh,
1: Felicity will come next to Norma and will pull out a copy, a hardbound copy of The Adventures of Sherlock Holmes. It's, it's, the binding definitely looks broken. There's some dog ears, etc.
0: And to her right sits.
6: Ulrich um, sits down, pulls out from his pouch a, a kind of small leather-bound dusty
0: book. And to his right takes the seat.
2: Edward immediately rushes in and stares intently at the item that Albrecht put on the table, being very suspicious of any single movement that he puts on. He knows that he's a magician. He knows his magic tricks. He's not going to miss anything. But as I flip out my coattails and take my seat, I pull out a small golden keychain and on the end of it, a white rabbit's foot.
0: And lastly, to his right...
3: Alexander pulls out a necklace from around his neck, just kind of snaps it off and pulls off a female wedding ring and places it.
0: Fauna watches very intently as each one of you places your trinkets on the table. She breathes in slowly, the lights flickering around her face. The deed of a seance is not one to take lightly. We'll be thinning the world between ours and after to call forth the spirits. Caution is not an option. It is a requirement. For if there is a misstep, even just one, we may be lost within the ether of the unnatural world. Flora returns to the table with the rectangular item covered in red velvet cloth in her hands. She places it in the center of the table where the box once was peeling away the cover to reveal a glossy black Ouija board. As she does, Fauna places her hand down on a small box sitting in front of her, cradling it in her palm. During the duration of the seance, you mustn't speak out of turn, Flora says. One small word may seem harmless, but it can result in some terrible things, such as, she hesitates, closing her eyes as she says, a crimson midnight.
3: Crimson Midnight?
0: Laura shakes her head. Her face grows ashen, just at the name spoken once more. Just above the edge of the table, you can see her slowly but deliberately picking at her fingernails. It is a slow-closing mousetrap set by the spirit for those they wish to torment for eternity. Fauna's hand tightens around the box. The sky grows bloody, a warning that they are devouring your life. By the hour, until the sky is stained with your bloodshed. You are lost within the other world. Forever. But, But we won't have to worry about that. Flora seems to jump to speak, color returning to her cheeks. Only those who dare to stray away from the path will be lost within the crimson midnight. She kind of tries to chuckle as if that will make it seem better, but you can still see her picking at the nail more and more.
1: Yeah, Felicity has the most skeptical look on her face. Absolutely not. Absolutely not. Just,
0: uh huh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely. Crimson midnight. From the back, you can see Mildred, who's been hanging around, just kind of have the same look of just like this is a load of barnacles. <laughs> but Fauna just, she she looks at her once more, tilting her head. Braver souls than ours have been lost. and We cannot find them any longer. All that is left is a scream in a distance. She looks down at the box once more, opening it up to reveal a plain wood yet decorated in the same page as the bore board, the planchette. She picks it up and places it on the board. Ma'am, she says, looking at Mildred, We cannot have any loose ends, we shall say, nor those who may tempt to invoke Crimson Midnight. Please wait in the parlor. Afterwards, we shall fetch for you. Mildred kind of looks over to Felicity, waiting. Bye, Millie. Have a good soul. (laughs) (laughs) Mildred kind of like scoffs and rolls her eyes. Very well. She hops back over to the parlor. Closing the doors behind her, leaving you all in darkness and candlelight. I wish we could show what the chat is like right now, dear God.
1: <laughs> Mildred is definitely Squidward. who I Thank
5: thought you of. Bird.
1: <laughs> You're
0: 100% correct. <laughs> Nothing has been more accurate. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> Just fully fucking Squidward.
1: She constantly makes the noises that the um, villagers <clears throat> in Minecraft make.
2: Ah, the wonderful games that we would play in the mines, because this is 1904, and child labor laws haven't been invented yet.
0: You know that game that children love of digging things in mines? What is it called? It's called the Black Lung. A a
3: job.
2: job. (laughs) A job. (laughs) Stimulating the... Economy.
0: Safe labor laws haven't been invented yet. It's
2: called the American economy. <laughs> Only the American economy. Of
0: course.
2: Buy your stocks
0: the now. The American dream. Digging and building.
2: Stocks and bonds.
0: Flora slides the planchette and board a little bit farther for all of you to have within arm's length. She looks over at every one of you. Please put your hand on the planchette and say the name of the Of the one you wish to speak with. We must bring them forth, let them know that you are here. And she looks around the table once more, going in the same order, so first being Atticus.
5: So Atticus will put his hand in the middle, his other hand tightly gripping his cane, and will say the name Mrs. Webb.
0: She puts her hand over yours just to tell you to leave it there, and then looks over to the person next,
4: Norma takes off her gloves, her long black satin gloves, and puts them in her lap, and then touches the, the board and says, Uh
0: Demetrius Othanos. Next she looks over to Felicity.
1: Felicity sighs, looks at the planchet kind of apprehensively, and slowly reaches out. She does not take off her gloves for this, absolutely not. <laughs> Keeps her gloves on and says Felix Anderson.
0: Looking at the person next.
6: Albrecht lifts up his hands, kind of waggles them over at uh, uh, Ed. Ed stares intently into his soul. <laughs> Eye contact, puts his yes. hands down on the
2: book. It says the name Lydia Bose.
0: Not the book, the planchette.
2: Yes, sorry. These meter hands couldn't even put it on the right thing. <laughs> Crimson Midnight for sure, <laughs> thanks to this fellow. <laughs> <laughs>
0: So, looking over next, gesturing to Eddie.
2: So, Eddie takes the keychain and... Wait, no, we're just touching the, the object, right?
0: The, the planchette. planchette.
2: What is a planchette?
0: It is the, the, oh, the Ouija board that Okay, of.
2: I'm not familiar with the, the, the blankets. But Eddie puts his hand on the planchette and says slowly and earnestly, My dearly beloved Daisy.
0: You almost see, like, Flora just kind of, like, with her free hand, like, puts it on her chest for a moment. And then, lastly, looks over to Alexander.
3: Alexander will put his left hand out on the thing. His right hand kind of hangs by his belt where his gun is. Crimson Midnight, come on. And as he puts his hand on quietly, he just says, Violet.
0: Wait, what was that?
3: Violet. Oh,
0: thanks. I'm taking notes. The sisters both put their hands in the very center, free from where your fingertips touch. They both close their eyes, Fauna breathing in slowly, saying softly of, To those who have been lost yet not forgotten, but come forward to speak once more to you. Guests for you at the door, please come and answer one last word for those who loved you dearly. The planchette under your fingers slowly begins to slide across. It's going over a few areas at first, but then begins to form a few words that you can take out. You see it move to a few letters that spell out, Alex, dear? Laura opens her eyes and just kind of looks around, she says. Violet says, hello, looking over at you finally. His
3: voice is kind of stuck in his throat, it doesn't know what to say.
0: Laura smiles softly. looks over to you. She asks how the kids are doing. Are they in bed? Like they should be?
3: They're good. Jonathan's 12 and Elsa's 10.
0: Fauna slowly cracks an eye open. What happened to her? She slowly whispers. Why is there... She just stops, kind of catching your eye and biting her tongue, closing her eyes once more as planchette slides more and more. You can see Fauna's face just in a scrunch, just a tad, as she concentrates. Flora kind of squints as well and then says, Baskerville, there's somebody speaking at Baskerville. A boy. He's in bed. He can't get up. But he wants you to read it again. She kind of like looks around. <sighs> yes... He did.
1: Wouldn't go one night without me reading it, would he?
0: <laughs> he wants you to do the voices, like you used to do. But before you can even respond, Planter just slides rapidly. There's- there's somebody scolding. says? Just- somebody scolding? Private information, they keep saying. Why? They're scared. They're scared. She's saying, Why would you bring the list? That's what he wants.
6: Looks at Atticus. Looks at Atticus.
0: <laughs>
6: Looks at Atticus.
3: Cocks an eyebrow at Atticus.
0: He's <laughs> the only one with the list. As Atticus thinks in real time.
3: Side eye.
0: <laughs> Everybody's looking at Atticus.
4: Side eyes. Atticus.
5: That is grabbing his cane. Yeah.
4: <laughs> Just writing a yeah, note.
5: Uh oh. She's angry. She's angry. She's angry. She's
4: angry. She's angry.
5: She's angry about the list?
0: The list? Why would you bring the list? That is what he wants. The one we made the deals with, Flora says, very seriously.
5: Oh, I, I didn't realize he knew about the list. I figured it was meant so much to Mrs. Webb. That's why I brought it.
0: Anna's face scrunches as the planchette is still moving. It's going more and more. Flora's she's almost wincing as if there's loud noises all around her. Why bring the list company has spoken with him? Not them. Those that they hold close brought the list for someone who made their own deal, inherited a deal, a murderer. She's just rambling off, murderer, murderer. She flings open her eyes and she looks directly at Norma. Murderer. I'm sorry. She's saying it over and over. Again. Murderer! Murderer!
2: Murderer! I would like to read a bad situation.
0: I feel situation. like it is
2: getting bad.
1: Yeah, let's get our first mom I forgot we can idea. do that. Oh, yeah, I,
2: forgot. <laughs> I forgot that this, this is like a point? game. It's not yeah, just a role play. I was, I forgot
1: <laughs> hey, I was really invested. <laughs> yeah, no, I, was, I was super
2: yeah. invested. I was just like, wait, hold on. Like, should we be intervening? Should we be yeah. stopping somebody from getting murder accusations? Road. Alright, uh, read a bad situation. <laughs> Fuck shit. It's plus sharp.
0: (laughs)
3: Yes.
2: Yes. So I rolled an eight.
0: In this case, I'm just going to give you a half true answer. There are certain things, and this is something that will be going forward. A lot of Monster of the week, there's a hold one, things of that nature. I personally don't think they're very fun, and much more of it is, if it's a fail, you are not knowing. If it is a seven or eight, you're going to get a half truth. And then if it is a Good roll, 10 and up, you will get the full truth. Hell yeah. Because that's more fun than trying to remember that you have questions in the bank.
2: So with a with an 8, are there any dangers we haven't noticed?
0: You see the candle lights billow. You see their lame, starting to just waver, but there's no wind in the air. It's stagnant in the room. The planchette and Fauna's grip begins to move once more. It's gliding to every letter that it can, to A, to H, to M, to L. Flora is still muttering murderer under her breath. Murderer. Turning to each one of you, um, slurring different accusations. Can I help out? Accusations. I,
1: I know there's a help out action, and I know that's a not in this case. Never mind. Is
2: anybody else the slightest bit unnerved that the planchette seems to be moving with the drumsticks of an Olympian?
1: (laughs) Felicity, by the way, wants to, like, reach over to Norma and, like, give her, like, a comforting, like, squeeze on, like, her arm or her shoulder, like, whatever sort of the closest. Just, like, a, just a little, like, I got you. Got you, fam.
5: Atticus will turn to Flora and angrily, like, you told me stuff like this wouldn't happen. You promised this wasn't going to occur.
0: Flora just kind of stares at etiquette before turning to her sister. Sister dear? Fauna's just face is contorted. Her fingernails are digging into the wood. Too many are speaking. Too many. The candles billow, but they don't go out. The flame is just growing in intensity. It's getting hard to even look. Uh,
1: Felicity, uh, no- like, fucking knocks
0: the Ouija board off the table. Oh. As your hand goes to hit it, a sharp burning sensation goes into the back of your hand. You see the candlelight grow and grow and grow and fall. It's like, no! No! And you see Flora just say, t- t- the deal?
1: No! Hey, uh... Hey, uh, Miss, Mr. Atticus, would you like to tell us what the hell this deal is about? Because it seems like it's really important in this, uh, particular scenario there, sir.
2: Do tell what in the blazes we just experienced.
1: Is currently
0: experiencing.
5: I took an oath to keep those secret.
0: The table rumbles underneath you. It's taking, honestly, you have to hold the edges to keep it from absolutely capsizing and keeping yourselves from flinging backwards. Fauna mutters, sister tell them to quiet. Flora looking up at the sky, spirits hush and shush. We speak to one, then the others. But the planchette doesn't stop moving. It's going more and more, quicker and quicker. A, then a B, then an H, then a Y, then an O. Fauna's hands are gripping it, the splintering underneath her fingernails. Bits of blood just oozing out as she tries to rein it in like a wild animal. What, what is happening? Foda is just squinching her eyes. She goes, it's not them. It's not them. Can we take our hands off the planchette? You can try. You gotta roll.
1: I do that. I need you to roll. Act on depression. Oh, God. Okay, that's cool, right?
3: Yeah. Yes. yes.
1: Okay. Um,
0: five plus one is a solid six. As you go to try and move your hands, you find them being yanked back as if there's rope around your wrist that's been tugged forward. Your hands are stuck on there.
4: Can I try to weird strength hit the board? Like, with my free hand? Like, just slam down? You (laughs) may!
0: That's a ten. You try your hardest to hit the board with a strength that the others don't seem to have pry your hands away, them shaking as you do, and you smash a fist right against the board. You've smashed it. You see the sisters reel back, and they look at one another, and then look to you. What have you done? You see them slowly. Candles, flames burning larger, their flames rising tall and making the room nearly burn, an orange glow. Before your eyes, you see the sisters, their arms now contorted to their sides. Held there, they shake as they try to pull them apart, but it doesn't work. The sisters rise from where they stand and rise and rise and keep rising above the table arms stiff and straight by their sides, faces finally stilled from all of that anguish but settled into fear before not one but both are yanked backwards by the unseen string straight through the parlor doors, them swinging open and swinging shut with a demanding slam before the candlelights begin to drown more and more and more, until they begin to sizzle, engulfing the room in darkness, but not before. A low, rumbling laugh echoes somewhere between the sound of the candlelight snuffing out.
2: I think I speak for all of the audio listeners back home when I say, what the fuck just happened?
1: (laughs) Hey, uh, hey, uh, um, Mr. Alex, do you... Mr. Alexander, do you have any more of that whiskey by chance?
3: Uh, can Alex run towards the door and try and shoulder charge through it after after the sisters?
0: You don't have to roll, you can go for it.
3: Yeah, he's going to he's going to go try and go after the sisters.
0: As you go towards the door and you try to like pull it open, it is shut. Anytime you just pull it back, it's pulling back as if somebody on the other side is slamming it backwards.
5: Atticus will rip his uh the handle off his cane revealing like a spear yes and he'll run up to alex grab and be like what do you think you're doing you can't just run in there we don't know what type of threat this is
3: alex's hand will go down to his revolver at his hip do you not see them get launched through the door? Yes, I very much saw
5: that. I have eyes. Yeah.
0: But Someone needs
3: to go in. help him and he's gonna try and kick ass the door.
0: Roll the kick some ass. I'm
3: gonna kick that door's ass. Kick some door.
0: Um, no, I'm sorry, shake
1: a flannon, I believe, is what we Shake a flannel with the door. Also, just for clarification,
0: this is the door to the parlor that we were first at. Back outside the room. So like in like the, the lo- kinda like the lobby area where you can get everywhere else. You're in you're stuck in a room. Okay, shake a flan and then I'm I'm gonna do a thing. Okay. okay.
3: That's a nine.
0: So you're trying to open it up. How do you try to open it up?
3: He's just gonna like kind of like shoulder check it as hard as he can.
0: All right. So with like a one big oomph, like colliding your shoulder into it, it bursts open. A little bit of splinters from the hinges kind of like trickling down. The hallway is empty. So almost like. How it was prior, but the doors are all shut. Ones leading to the parlor where you were once before to down the hallway where the kitchen and a bathroom are. Everything is shut and closed tightly. The windows curtains have all been drawn, every single one of them. Even those right next to the door that were previously open to at least let some sort of sunlight in.
5: Can Anacis investigate? Yes.
3: While he's doing that, Alex is just going to shout out Fauna, Flora.
1: Felicity wants to shout out for Mildred. <laughs> Mildred.
3: Oh, now she cares.
1: Mildred.
5: Mildred. M- Millie? Mildred's <laughs> just chilling.
0: Let's <laughs> not for <from> Mildred.
5: <laughs> Mildred's like, can we go now?
0: So you're going to investigate? Yeah, a nine. A nine. How are you investigating?
5: Uh, Atticus will be slowly walking around the room, Spear at the ready looking for any familiar supernatural signs that he know about.
0: You go around, you don't really sense any sort of danger immediately. You don't see any in the closed doors. Uh, Outside the closed doors, you just see the hallway in itself. But one thing you do see is one of the curtains is billowing just a tad. The breeze coming in is cold, far colder than the spring air, even in the morning. And you can see just a glimmer of pinkish light, almost like a sunset, trickling down.
1: Was it... What time of day was it when we walked into that room?
0: Pure afternoon. Ah.
1: um. Felicity's gonna go and walk over down towards the parlor door and try to, like, call... And is calling out for Meldred. It's like, um... Uh, M- M- Millie,
0: uh, <laughs> Mildred, are you, um, are you out here? You don't hear a single thing from behind the door. It is silent as can be.
1: I turn to the rest of the group and I'm like, you know, normally I uh, wouldn't really give two thoughts to Mildred not answering and would in fact be relieved, but uh, in
0: this instance I in fact am shockingly worried. And I try the parlor doors. There's no sound from the outside, and honestly, at every time you knock on them, you hear a knock back, but no one is ever speaking. Uh, I do shave and a haircut. What?
2: (laughs) 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 Shave and a haircut.
0: It took me a minute. I thought you actually meant. You know what? Right now, I'm giving myself a haircut. My bold move. She
2: starts shaving. Roll to cut the hair.
0: (laughs) And I just roll for shave. Roll to cut the bangs.
1: No, I do (laughs) not.
5: We need a badass look now.
1: (laughs) Okay, wait. I'm gonna roll. Wait, wait. Roll for bangs. Oh, I got two ones. So I have shitty bangs. (laughs) You? They're they're off kilter. Oh wait, I failed earlier. Is a 6 a fail? Yeah. I had to, I forgot to mark experience.
0: Yes, oh. mark experience oh. when you fail. <laughs>
1: Sorry, I just uh I realized I had to do the thing.
2: For the listeners back home, what does that mean?
0: Yes, so every time in months of the week you fail a roll, which is anything 6 and below, you mark experience. There are 5 experience points and each one of them will lead up to a full bar, where you can unlock something to aid your character. Whether that be an extra stat, boosting one of the other stats, whether that be uh, taking a move from another playbook—just little perks that you can get if you fill up the experience bar by being really fucking bad at the game.
1: <laughs> really I, I won't. I won't mark experience for my two that I got for bangs. Um, no that's just for
0: us <laughs> um but no i do i
1: do want to do the like do do do
0: do and just pause you just stop but you do hear back dum, dum, and then just a light just scratching of nails against behind the door uh
1: felicity's um back behind the group fucking <laughs> like in a blink of an eye like behind everyone like <laughs> nope
0: Absolutely
1: not. <laughs>
4: In a flash. <laughs> can I read a bad situation with that door? Yes, you may. Oh, is that... Okay, bad... read bad situation. That's a sharp. What's my sharp? Plus two, so that is a ten.
0: All right. What are you doing?
4: Danger behind the door. How are we feeling about that? <laughs> As
0: you get closer, you press your ear against the door. You can hear little gurgles. It almost sounds like a baby crying, but it's it's too old for that. It sounds more weathered with gurgles and whines, but it's soft, so soft that the others can't really hear it. How many doors are on this hallway? Because so we had the room that we came out of,
1: and you said it looked down a long hallway. Yes, and at the end are the parlor doors.
0: So, in the first floor, it mm-hmm. is a two-story home. Mm-hmm. The first floor is the entryway where you had seen before. It is the parlor where you once were. Right to the left of the foyer where you entered originally. Directly across is the seance room. There's a corridor down right past them if you just keep going from the foyer. Off to the side is a grand staircase that leads to the rest of the home. In the very back is the kitchen. Connected to that on our right-hand side is the dining room.
1: Can you send us a screenshot of that?
0: I I am going to, yes.
1: You're incredible, cause uh this looks like a dick. <laughs>
0: yeah, that does kind of look like
3: a Why do you think I put that as a penis? Just
2: <laughs> so like head. ah, yes, uh, yes. the <laughs> spherical seance room at the end of the long corridor. The,
3: long, long the seance room is at the tip.
1: <laughs> I just want to know how many doors are on this hallway. Yeah.
0: The front door? The parlor where you were sitting before, the seance room, the kitchen, and the dining room.
2: How long are the curtains in this hallway?
0: You can pull them back. They just. Okay, go so it's an
2: uncircumcised you. hallway. I hate you. <laughs> Good one.
0: <laughs> I hate you.
2: I couldn't help myself.
0: There's also a door against the side of the staircase that leads to a basement. There are. Seven doors upstairs, but you haven't been up there yet, so you don't know what's
2: up. Counting six of us and Mildred.
0: I like my uh, drawing,
1: which still kind of looks like a dick, but you know, we got, we got the wart. front door, we got the front door, Some and wart. the seance room, the parlor, dining mm. room, kitchen, stairs up, stairs down. Yep. <laughs> it's now a dick, canonically. A and
6: dick. we are all fucked. What's <laughs> in the dick?
1: So do we hear any other noises? And I can investigate this. Yes. Do we hear any other noises that's not the parlor room creepy gurgling? Cause I say, I don't know about all of you, but uh, I would prefer to save the creepy gurgling maybe for last and see what else we have to work with first.
5: It sounds like a right old plan.
1: Roll investigative mystery. Great. Okay. Um. Um, fucking Jesus. I'm going to use different dice. I got two ones again.
3: Don't forget you have luck.
0: You do have luck, but that's all you have for the entire campaign. This
1: ain't luck worthy. Um, yeah, I'm going to mark experience and I got a, uh, a a three. I got plus one. So it turns Mm. to be a three.
0: Oh, how much that does not help. (laughs) (laughs) So.
1: So Oh, actually,
0: can I?
1: Okay. I have a move I would like to use. I'll allow it. Yes. So I have a move called Oops, and the move Oops says if you want to stumble across something important tell the Keeper, you will find something important and useful, although not necessarily related to your immediate problems. And, uh, sounds about right right now. I would like to open the dining room door and Oops my way through the dining room
0: the oops
4: uh okay oops I did it yeah. yeah. again uh, I played with we'll your I fudge right up strike. my role now I mm-hmm. got a mug
0: experience <laughs> oh baby baby so okay so you are going to the dining room yeah I think Felicity
1: looked heard the scratching said absolutely fuck that um went behind the group and was like I'm gonna try any of the other doors and like the first one next to her was the dining room and just like opens it if it's openable
0: it opens great
2: eddie's gonna cause a little bit of a commotion
0: okay (laughs) while she goes in
2: yes just a little bit of flavor gonna turn to uh the good magic boy albrecht over here (laughs) now you're going to tell me exactly what you did before you're going to be copping a mouse here my fine fellow but i did it was Atticus. Don't you dare bring those blazes upon anybody else. I saw the wiggly fingers. Yeah, that was well before we started. Definitely had something to do with it. A good magician always hides his initial intentions. Simply a ruse. Ruse. You're blind. I continue to just, like, lean into this guy with so much bravado.
1: <laughs> I'm in the dining room. I'm not in yes.
0: <laughs> yeah.
3: yeah
2: all of us are investigating Meanwhile, <laughs> to the point where I do not notice that a door has been opened let alone somebody else has gone somewhere
0: <laughs> yeah so you hear it, it's growing more faint as you walk through Felicity the door does open for you with a little <laughs> click as it does the part I don't know if like doors at the time had this but I'm gonna just add it to this universe where you can see that part where you can unlock on a door little knob, as you reach for it, it unlocks and lets you open in. The dining room is as grand as the rest with similar looking floral wallpaper. There's nothing truly out of place with it. A bit dusty. The sisters seem to have not had dinner company in so long. It is, like I said, it is calm and it is quiet. There's never really anything out of place. But there is a curtain that is very much billowing. It's almost coming out, almost reaching towards you as it moves in a wind that you can't feel. Um Mr uh, Mr. Atticus, sir,
1: can I um can I borrow your spear there for a second?:
5: Well, you may not borrow it, but what is the problem?
1: I would like to poke the curtain. I want to poke it.
5: I'll handle the pokings of the curtains here.
1: Can I try (laughs) and grab the spear out of his hand? (laughs) Actually, no, no, I'm going to do something else. I want to manipulate someone. I'm going to try and convince him to let me do it. (laughs) Okay, roll. (laughs) Um, I turn turn to Atticus. I'm going to say the thing first, and then I'll roll, see if it works. I turn to Atticus, and I go... Mm -hmm. Mr. Atticus, I know we uh, may have gotten off on the wrong foot, but I assure you that in whatever chicanery that these sisters might be undergoing in this moment in time, I assure you that I can handle it. Now, please, I would like to uh, double check that there is no flora or fauna behind one of these curtains causing a scene, making us all believe in something that we know is not truly possible. And then I'll roll. <laughs>
0: there we go. I love it. I love when you try to manipulate other players, by the way. Please do it fun. more because yeah. it makes yeah. me have fun.
1: I got an eight. Six. Uh, manipulate someone's charm, right? Yes. Yeah. Six plus two is an eight. Is there something I could roll against that or no. just? No, you just no.
0: face it. So <laughs> it kind of get... works. It kind of doesn't.
1: I give him a little bit of a puppy dog face.
0: Looks like an eh. I'll let you determine, burn. What happens, but it like, it kind of works.
5: I uh, see, so you're a bit of a skeptic, but you are one jammiest of jams of girls I've met. Thanks. <laughs> I think that's how you used that old pickup line from the early 20th century. You try to
1: pick her up. Great.
2: Travi, can you... <laughs> hold on, I'm scrolling. Where is it? Where is it? Where I is think
1: jammiest of jams means she's thick, bro. Did you Just call it yeah. thick. <laughs> oh baby, your bustle. She. Thick, bro.
2: Jammiest bits of jams. This phrase was used to describe someone who was thick.
1: <laughs> with two C's.
0: Oh, with two
2: Q's. Q's, because this is Victorian.
0: Oh, oh, oh. Ooh, it's <laughs> French.
2: But jammiest bits of jams. This phrase was used to describe the most perfectly beautiful young women.
1: Um, At that Felicity kind of, there's a small part of her that just goes sort of size a tiny bit, but like is very quickly puts on with like a smile like, that's so kind of you, sir. Now, please, the spear.
5: Now you may not hold it together, but here you may grab my spear as I will poke the curtain.
1: <laughs> you know what?
3: My I- good I- sir,
1: <laughs> On that-
3: fire dinner first.
1: In uh, hindsight, I'll pass. <laughs> you can you can do all the poking. <laughs>
2: My sir! But thanks for the offer. It seems you are attempting to eat vinegar with a fork, but you are definitely barking at not.
0: (laughs) Translation, please.
2: Eating vinegar with a fork. This phrase was used to describe a sharp-witted conversationalist, or someone who is known to have a nasty way with words. Barking at a knot. This odd-sounding phrase is used to indicate that a person is engaged in an activity that will never bring about the desired result. So it's a waste of time.
1: Uh, thank you for the offer, good sir, but, um, think I'm gonna pass on this one. You
0: have fun with the poking.
5: Don't we all? <laughs> I'll poke the curtain with the spear.
0: You, there's nothing behind it, you just feel the, like, the weight of the curtain pushing back at it, but as you do, you, you can feel, like, a, the glass, but you can feel that it's slightly open, a bit ajar, and you can see more of that pinkish light flowing down. There's some streaks of it that are just like sort of cascade underneath where the curtain has moved. And you can see some... some sights of clouds and shadows, but you can't really tell as the curtain is right against it.
5: At close Yeah, he'll pull back the curtain and close the window. Yeah.
0: As you push the curtain back, you see it's not the outside. It's not the one that you rolled up in. The trees almost look like... They're standing in the dead of night. There's not a single shadow cascaded down from them. The houses, the grass, the trees, the rose bushes up from the house next door are stagnant. They ain't moving at all, but it's the sky. Some clouds, the moon just barely peeking over the house next door. It's a pinkish hue, everything, like you're in the midst of a sunset, but the entire world has pinpoint frozen in that moment, just pinks, but every so slightly, maybe it's a trick of the eye, maybe it's not, you can see the moon, full, just starting to creep more and more upwards, going towards where you know to be, Midnight, the one that the sisters told you about.
5: Next time on Roll No Evil.
0: Each one of your totems are missing.
5: I blame the wizard. I'm rather an expert of the supernatural, and this place is just crawling with it. Then
1: we're gonna sit down and have a conversation on why you might be connected to these sisters. Do you think that your book could help us
0: escape? All brick. Is it all brick? How do you pronounce it? All bricked up.
3: <laughs> <laughs> <No>. <laughs> uh,
2: Let's split up, gang.
5: The mirror is a glimpse into the other side.
3: You, you said you saw it, right?
1: None of this is real. None of this is real. I don't know if he is actually
4: doing something smart or if he's just a wooden spoon. Let me
2: figure out how to talk about dead people in Victorian
0: slang. I think Felicity screams. <laughs> there is no grasping of spears. This is high society. That's not... I was gonna say roll for a measurement contest.
4: Roll to measure your spear.